On today's Smart 7, Yulia Navalnaya vows to fight on, Rishi wants phones out of schools and lots more. It's Tuesday 20th of February, it's National Muffin Day and happy birthday, Rihanna. The Smart 7. It's news, but not for news. If you were on social media on Monday, you might have seen an hilarious Rishi Sunak video in which he kept getting interrupted by a ringing mobile phone. No, it wasn't the 1922 committee trying to break bad news. It was part of the latest government campaign, this time to remove mobile phones from schools. The new guidance is intended to help protect children from the hazards of social media, including online bullying. But internet safety campaigners say it's simply not enough and stronger legislation is what is needed. Regardless, Education Secretary Gillian bloody good job Keegan says it's important to establish a consistent national code. What we're trying to do is, is introduce a consistent picture across all of our schools and to make sure that we, I guess, reset the social norm that when you're in school, from the moment you arrive to the moment you leave, you will not be permitted to use your mobile phone. Esther Gay, mother of murdered teenager Brianna, has called for a law that limits what phones are suitable for under 16s. And Jeff Barton from the Association of School and College Leaders says the new guidance as issued is effectively pointless. Well, it means in practice what schools are already doing. They're probably saying you can't use your phone in school, and if we see your phone in school, we will confiscate it. So I think there is a little bit of a sense of deja vu of a government that wants to seem like it's saying something powerful, but largely if it wants to say something powerful, could they do it on the things that matter? Funding, special needs. The wife of Alexei Navalny has vowed to carry on his work as the world continues to respond to his sudden death in an Arctic Circle prison on Friday. Russian authorities have moved his body to a morgue, but are claiming that it can't be released for 14 days, as a chemical examination is being conducted on it. His wife Yulia says she believes that Putin killed her husband, possibly with the nerve agent Novichok, and is waiting for the traces of the poison to disappear. In a nine-minute video released on Monday, she pledges to help build a free Russia. My husband could not be broken, and that's exactly why Putin killed him. Shameful, cowardly, not daring to look into his eyes, or simply say his name. As vile and cowardly, they are now hiding his body. Foreign Office Minister Leo Docherty made a statement in the Commons on Monday, making it clear that the UK government holds Russia wholly responsible for Navalny's death and that they are working at pace to hold those responsible to account. Former chair of the Defence Select Committee, Tobias Elwood, says that President Putin will be feeling very confident now that his main opponent is dead. Putin doesn't care anymore, has full control over his country, is trying to emulate Stalin. In fact, he's more powerful than Stalin because Stalin had the Communist Party to slightly control him. And of course, Putin has uh, China's back. Kemi Badnock was recently outed as a member of the Evil Plotters WhatsApp group who were accused of conspiring against Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. But she certainly wasn't in a mood to have plotting against her as she came out with all guns blazing in a showdown with former post office chairman Henry Staunton. She fired Staunton last month and according to him said, someone's got to take the rap for this. This, of course, is the long-running Horizon IT scandal and the fact that the sub-postmasters involved still haven't been cleared or received compensation. Now, Staunton is claiming he was ordered to move slowly on the compensation deals and delay until the general election. Business Secretary Badenoch was vehemently denying those claims in the Commons on Monday. It is not fair on the victims of this scandal to claim, as Mr Staunton has done, that this is being dragged out a second longer than it ought to be. For Henry Stoughton to suggest otherwise, for whatever personal motives, is a disgrace.
On Wednesday, the House of Commons will vote on an SNP-led motion calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. It comes as Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu faces mounting international pressure to call off Israel's planned assault on the city Rafah, where over a million Palestinians are sheltering. Labour leader Sakir Starmer said on Sunday that he wanted a ceasefire that lasts, but stopped short of using the term immediate, leaving it unclear if Labour will back the motion. Shadow Health Secretary West Streeting declined to say how his party would vote, but said Israel has crossed a definite line. We're not going to be uh, pushed around by the SNP. Where I think we would like to get to is a position where the United Kingdom and the international community speak with one voice. No one because on. there is, of course, enormous concern that what we've seen from Israel goes beyond reasonable self-defence. Still to come on the Smart 7, Palace get a new manager and its musical chairs in music radio. Right after this. Welcome back. Monday night saw Crystal Palace head to Everton, but not with Roy Hodgson as their manager. He formally stepped down on Monday, citing ill health, and issued a statement saying it was prudent for the club to plan ahead. They clearly had been planning, as shortly afterwards they announced former Eintracht Frankfurt boss and Europa League winner Oliver Glasner is taking over. The actual game finished one all after a tough battle, and Everton manager Sean Dyche was relieved to get the point. The hardest fight to win is the one that everyone thinks you should, you know, and that's the mentality, you know, but we've got to grow with that, I think. I know in my short time here, but some of the players have been here a long time. Crowded do expect a lot, and we've got to grow towards that, and I think they were signed second half, we did. If there's one thing music radio loves, it's a good old-fashioned game of musical chairs. And Monday saw the latest round continue. Jordan North had announced on Friday he's quitting BBC Radio 1 to be replaced by former Made in Chelsea star and posh podcaster Jamie Lang. Now it's become clear where Jordan is headed. He's on his way to Capital Breakfast after Roman Kemp bade a fond farewell to his fans on Monday morning. He's due to wrap up in six weeks, but it doesn't seem like he's heading to another radio station. He's just a bit tired of the 4am alarm. This is going to be my last kind of six weeks on Capital, which is weird thing to say. This is the kind of oddest moment I've had here on the show. <sighs> Monday was President's Day in the US and Netflix dropped a fitting trailer to celebrate. It's for the new movie Shirley, which tells the true story of the first black congresswoman Shirley Chisholm and her history-making run for President of the USA. The movie is written and directed by John Ridley, who picked up an Academy Award for 12 Years a Slave, and it stars Regina King as Shirley, alongside Lance Reddick and Terence Howard. It hits Netflix on March 22nd. I have something I want to tell you. I am running for President. Of the United States? I'm paving the road for a lot of other people looking like me to get elected. Brooklyn's first black representative. You're about to make history. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.